Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 38, 38 of Do Not Worry. I'm your host, Anthony, coming to you once again from the heart of Beirut and Jayate. We're joined by my lovely intern, Noor, the intern. Hello, Noor. Hi, Anthony. Uh, Elijah couldn't make it this week. He had a thing. So, uh, Elijah, we salute you. We hope you're doing okay. Over at home, uh, folks, before we get going, please take a second to like this video. Leave a comment. Your engagement hashtag engagement does a lot to help a little channel like this one. So please leave a comment if you want to say something. Uh, support, support this little channel. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you have not yet become a Do Not Warrior. Help me get to the 5,000 subscriber mark. Uh, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, we got a lot of uh, weird topics to talk about this week, folks. There's one topic in particular. Okay, it might take up the whole episode. I'm not sure. Joseph Shada. Joseph Shada. Okay, We've had a saga with Joseph Shada on the show, okay? He and I go way back since I talked about him on that first TikTok episode. He's gotten himself in, like, the worst trouble he's ever gotten himself into. It is completely self-inflicted. Uh, and uh, I want, I'm going to talk about it because I'm supposed to shoot a documentary about that guy in a couple of days. So he's gotten himself in a shitty situation. He's gotten me involved in that situation now. So we're going to have to comment on it. Uh, if we have some time, there's a racist lady. I forgot her name. She's like a Lebanese athlete who said some really racist shit online about two weeks ago. Uh, and there's a special surprise that Elijah has for us. And if there's some time, I'm going to touch on the megaphone news, commenting on the Dave Chappelle story. People freaked out. So uh, let me just take a second to thank some patrons, folks. Patrons, my amazing patrons who helped me pay. Uh, my amazing interns like Noor. So uh, let me thank some blonde patrons like Nicolas Malouf, who actually just joined our Patreon. Thank you, Nicolas, for your support. Uh, Michel, Tawil, Manuel, Basile, uh, Rudolph. We got Georgina M, Paul Lynch, and Joe Hoodie. Thank you guys so much for being blonde patrons and superhero patrons. The, the high rollers, folks. Okay, these guys are really like plonking down some cash to make sure that we can keep going. Uh, we got some, some superhero patrons like Jana Burislan. Kevin Masad, uh, Nadine Najla, Ahmad and Lamia, and Joseph Nasser. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for keeping the wheels turning on this channel. And if you would like to join Patreon to make sure I can still pay my interns and have get the help that I need to keep the show rolling, please consider checking the link in the description. Uh, check out what tier is right for you. There are different benefits with different tiers. So thank you so much for your support. I appreciate it very, very much. We also have a Discord uh, server for you guys who are interested. The link is in the description. There, there's multiple channels and patrons get access to a couple of exclusive channels on there. So if you're on Discord, if you want to join our Discord community, uh, check out the link. And uh, yeah, it should be pretty fun. Uh, before we get going, there's just one quick thing I want to mention. A couple of weeks ago, Elijah was on the show and he was wearing a Jack Daniels t-shirt on the show. And uh, someone took notice, so I got a DM from someone called Romina, who uh, works for uh, for Whiskey and Hand. She works for Jack Daniels. She, she she handles a bunch of brands and alcohol brands. Uh, so I think I think it's Whiskey and Hand and Jack Daniels, all these other brands. So she saw, she watched that video. She reached out to me. She's like, "Hey, who's that guy wearing the Jack Daniels T-shirt?" I was like, "Like, why is this lady asking?" I'm like, "His name is Elijah. He's my intern." She's like, "Well, we'd love to send your intern uh, some gifts." I was like, "Hold up a second. Okay, he's my intern. You send me the gifts, then I give it, I give them to Elijah when the time is right. Well, unfortunately, Elijah wasn't here today, but 
We got some presents. Uh, new, let's check out what they sent us over. They, you got a heavy bag. They, they went all out. So, Romina, thank you so much. Jack Daniels. Thank you, guys. We love you guys. So, we got some t-shirts, folks. Some nice Jack Daniels t-shirts. A hat. Look at that lovely, lovely, beautiful hat. So, that is pretty cool. Ooh, that's the good stuff right here. This is the stuff we want. This is this is the liquor, baby. Got ourselves a beautiful bottle of Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Hee-haw! All right, thank you. Oh, it's not, it doesn't end. We got some glasses. We got, ooh, we got one of these fancy, like, hipster jar things. These are pretty good, huh? This feels like Christmas. Well, thank you to Jack Daniels Lebanon. Making dreams come true. This since, is great. <laughs> thank since, you. Since I don't know what year. Uh, we got some shot glasses. We got is that a that's like a guitar pick, uh, but it's a it's a porte-clés keychain. Oh, we got a flask. Oh, that's true. We got a flask up in here. Oh man, this is feels this feels like you're right. This feels like Christmas. Lovely. Ja I mean, thank you guys so much. Honestly, I don't know what to say. Elijah, this is all thanks to you, buddy. Surprise. Thanks, man. Elijah. You're gonna get your gift soon, Elijah, okay? Don't worry, I'll give you your stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much. God bless Jack Daniels. Uh, God bless Whiskey in Hand. And God bless Romina, thank you. Before diving into any really serious topics, uh, there's this fun, very fun story. Elijah sent us a fun little surprise um, over the last couple of days. He ran into someone, folks, that we talk about on the show quite... Uh, quite a lot. Uh, here is a photo of the intern, Elijah the intern, with Jad Hadid. Okay, he ran into Jad Hadid. He sent us this picture two days ago. I was so happy. I'm like, good job and great job, Elijah. Great catch. And anytime, if you too know, if you run into any of these people that we talk about, please take a photo with them, do, do like a video with them. Uh, let's get let's get them on camera. Can I just say it looks like Jad Hadid's taking a picture with Elijah. <laughs> he looks very happy. It looks like Jad is the fan and Elijah is like the celebrity just chilling there. Everyone's a fan and do not worry. You guys have been on the show for less than a month and look, he's a celebrity's already asking for for selfies with you. So I wanted to ask um, since Elijah couldn't be here, I asked him to send like just a quick video to give us some context about how did this meeting happen, uh, like how did he walk up to him and stuff. So uh, let us watch that. Hello, do not warriors. So basically, I can be sued bar in three days or two days. And I spot Jad Hadid. So I was like, I wasn't sure if that was him until he passed next to me. He's like two meters and he's buff as fuck. He's huge. I did not expect that. So I was like, Jad? He was like, I was like, I follow you on Instagram. He was like, hey, good habibi fik. And he kneels next to me. I was gonna stand up to take a picture next to him. He was like, "La la, خليك خليك متعذب." So my friend took a picture of us, and then he was like, "خد بعد وحدي." So generous. <laughs> I took another picture. So yeah, that's pretty much it. The story. I think it's kind of funny. I was kind of worried he would notice that I was the guy that uh, talks shit about him with Anthony, since Anthony's blocked. So yeah. All right. Well, that, I think that is a sign that Jad does not watch the show. He, or at least he stopped watching the show. Great catch. Great work, Elijah. Um, you know, round of applause. Great, great, great work for getting that photo. Uh, to more of these photos. It's, it's a nice, this is a nice little story to start the, the episode with. Uh, there's just a quick fun. Also, I like these crossovers here. Uh, Jad Hadid recently shared this memory 
from October 2018. Him and Daddy Foodie hugging each other. Oh, I miss Daddy Foodie. Don't you miss Daddy Foodie? I miss Daddy Foodie. I know you really want us to talk about Dr. Food. I told I had to tell Moon, no more Dr. Food this week. She's like, I have a lot of cool Dr. Food. No more Dr. Food. But once Daddy Foodie comes back, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go back into the, we'll dive back into the food wars. But anyways, a nice little crossover here with, and Daddy Foodie looks happy in that photo. I have to say, I miss that smile. I miss that smile. Okay, it is time for the uh, topic of the evening. It is the elephant in the room. It is this week's landmine. Uh, oh my God, man, Joseph. So Joseph Shada, I don't even know where to begin. So as you guys know, Joseph, I'm supposed to be shooting a Joseph Shada documentary chronicling like his life and me learning more about Joseph Shada because I find him to be a very like strange and weird, you know, character and interesting. Uh, so we're about, we're supposed to start shooting on Saturday. So on Sunday, two days ago, I'm shooting, we're recording this on a Tuesday, but the time this episode comes out, it'll be a Thursday. So but two days ago from, from when I'm recording this, Joseph Shada gets into some controversy because after releasing two very questionable TikToks, let's watch those TikToks. Okay. And then we're going to get in and I'm going to talk about them and stuff. So this is the first TikTok that he uh, releases. Hi, Halloween. It's not time to release TikTok. عرفتوا شو السبب؟ خبروني إذا حدا عارف خبرونا بالكومنتس. Oh my God, what's happening? You goddamn you, Shada. Goddamn you, you bastard. And then he بينزل هاي دتين. I might have to mute this one because of copyright. But no, here, just look at it. So he's playing with this girl's hair. Presumably, you know, she's his girlfriend. Presumably, according to his face, bro. So presumably she's his girlfriend. He's making everyone think she's his girlfriend. If you look at like the tags and everything. So he starts to get a bunch of comments on those TikToks. Like, yo, this girl looks underage. She looks 15. She looks 16. People start sending me the TikToks because they know I'm shooting a documentary soon. Like, hey, Anthony, looks like Shada's dating a 15 or 16 year old. It starts to blow up. Um, half the comments on Shada's TikTok are calling him the P word. So obviously, I get concerned. I have his number. I reach out to Joseph Shadow right away. I'm like, bro, what the fuck is going on, man? Who's this girl? How old is she? Like, what's what's going on? To my relief, okay, Joseph Shadow told me that it was all a prank. Now, obviously, I told him that, not a prank. He told me it was an awareness campaign. And I was like, dude, that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard. Because, like, who the fuck wants, to, wants people to think that they're like a P-word only to announce a few days later that it's an awareness campaign. Like, who would go this far to, you know, for views and traction? Anyways, he's like, dude, it's an awareness campaign. I'm going to announce it in a couple of days. I'm just doing this to get attention. I'm just doing this to get traction. It's been a while since I've down, since I've nazelit like any big TikToks. I just want to come back like, you know, with a bang to TikTok. I'm like, bro, there are a million other ways that you can do that without getting involved and a weird ass social experiment that most people are just not going to understand. They're just going to think, yeah, even if you tell someone that it's a prank, they're not going to necessarily believe you. Even if you clarify that it was a prank or an awareness campaign, only the people who follow you on TikTok are going to watch that update. Most of the people who see that on Twitter or on Instagram, they're never going to get the update. They're just going to see this video. People are calling you a P word and they're just going to think that, oh, I guess that's who this guy is. So I'm like, dude, this is a horrible idea. Delete these TikToks right now. Clarify hella right away that this is a prank slash social experiment. And 
fuck what should and he's a teacher and i'm like and i don't want to be involved with this because i'm supposed to work with you and shoot a documentary like this is making everyone feel uncomfortable he's like no no in a few days we'll do it don't worry I have all the messages. I'm not going to read them. But no. he's like, don't worry. This is, this is getting a lot of traction. This is going to do like a da'ai for the documentary. And this is going to get more interest in the documentary. I'm like, bro, this is incredibly horrible. Incredibly stupid. Sorry. I'm going to have to be honest with these people, man. Like, and you know how dumb what you did is. So that is one. This is, that is half of the problem. So he, he releases these TikToks. Okay. People assume that he's a P-word. Uh, and he, he wants to keep them up for a few days on TikTok because it's getting traction. He, like, to him, he doesn't care if the, if the publicity is negative. Sometimes bad publicity really is bad publicity. In this case, it's the worst kind of publicity. So the next day, the pressure is really starting to get to him. He's starting to send me messages like, yo, everyone's really mad at me. I'm like, obviously, they're mad at you, bro. Obviously, they're mad at you. Like, man, it's not why people were mad. So he a story on Instagram to kind of explain. He says, I'm not dating the 16-year-old girl I filmed today's video with. We only met once for filming this prank. Our main purpose was to create this controversy and then use it to raise awareness on the subject of people in their 20s dating minors. I knew, it was going to be I, knew I was going to be attacked, but I hope it was worth it. Now, to be fully transparent, there was a point, and when I first talked about Joseph Shada on this uh, podcast, there was a couple of TikToks that he had released where he where he was talking about can people in their twenties date someone in their if they're seventeen or in their teens, basically. And I commented that that was like a weird that was a weird thing for him to say, and he's he's since apologized for it. He's since backed off of those words and all of that stuff. But some people still hold on to what he said. So once they saw the TikToks that he released now, they, they were like, okay, this is it. That's all the evidence we need, etc. Again, he put himself in this fucking situation to put my cards on the table. I fully believe that this was an awareness campaign. I fully, I believe Joseph. I just think, and Mataz al Joseph, I just think he's a complete idiot when it comes to this. Like he acted completely idiotically. Again, Mataz al Joseph, but that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like I was, we just did the Do Not Worry Awards and I handed the award for biggest oopsie. If this were nominated for biggest oopsie, bro, you would have won. This is the biggest oopsie I have ever seen. But we're not even done. So there's this account on Instagram, Ismo MXHMDD, Cult of Abaddon. So apparently he's kind of like Pervs of Lebanon where he goes after accounts that people have, have, have flagged as maybe being, you know, a P word or harassers or etc. So he re reaches out to Shada. He tells him that he wants to expose him and etc. Joseph Shada, in an act of self-preservation, gives this guy his login information for Instagram and TikTok for him to check his DMs to make sure that Joseph hasn't done anything wrong so that he can uh, tell people, don't worry, Joseph hasn't done anything wrong. So hear that again. Joseph gave this guy that he doesn't know his login information to Instagram and TikTok. Now, luckily, Joseph was able to like keep his Instagram. He changed his password or whatever. But the guy, Cult of Abaddon, Feta has TikTok la Joseph, Rayerlul password. Now Joseph Shada is locked out of his own TikTok because he gave his login information to this guy. This guy has gone on and deleted all of Joseph Shada's TikToks. He, all of his TikToks have been deleted. He's only left two up there and they're the two with the young underage girl. Joseph Shada now finds himself with like the whole world thinks he's a P word. He's lost his TikTok. There's nothing he could do to clarify the situation because his audience on Instagram and Twitter are tiny compared to his TikTok audience. So he's like, he has no idea what the fuck to do. 
So, um, and to be honest, like selfishly, I wanted Joseph to help promote the documentary on his TikTok. Like he had, he has a massive following. How is he going to promote it now? I have no idea. That's if it still happens. So anyways, with all of that drama, and let's watch a couple more videos of Joseph clarifying the, uh, sort of the, the hack that happened. Hack. Okay. <laughs> وما بعرف شو هدفه تارك كل الناس ولحق الأستاذ اللي بحياته ما مغلط مع حدا هذا اللي شاطر فيه تستقوا على الناس اللي شرفاء برو جوزيف جوزيف شو فوت حالك يا خيب شو فوتت حالك اللي عم بيصير انه عم بتهاجم الشخص الغلط اللي لازم يتهاجم هو اللي سرق لحسابي مش انا لاني صورت فيديو مع بنت بشكل مسحة لنستعملها لتوعي على موضوع مهم بس انتو دايما بتقلبوها ضده اكيد ما حصاحبها ولا ممكن صاحب حدا بهالعمر يعني ولا ممكن مستحيل كنا تاني نهار يعني اليوم رح نقول انه برانك وي ديد ات فور اويرنس وخلصت القصة بس دايما بالاخر بتطلع براسي بس بتعرفوا هلا الهيترز كتير مبسوطين بس بدي اقول الله كبير ما كتير تنبسطوا مثل ما انا وقفت حد كتير ناس هلا هن اجا وقتهم يوقفوا حدي بوقت الصعب ببين مين عن جد بحبني So that is Shada's response to the hacking. Again, it's not, you're not hacked when you give the guy your login information, yeah, Joseph. It's, you weren't hacked, man. You gave it to him. Again, I say this with love, man, but that was so stupid. So stupid. The Cult of Abaddon, the guy who has Joseph Shada's TikTok, released a couple of stories on his Instagram, being like, on a side note, we texted Joseph Shada through Instagram to cooperate with us. If, we, if not, we will have to access his account to see what else he's been hiding. I gotta be honest, though, I don't like these kinds of accounts. When I talked about pervs of Lebanon, like, I understand the need for them because in Lebanon, there's no law, there's no one to go to for sexual harassment and stuff like that. But Skamena, I'm not for, like, some random guy on Instagram to be the judge, jury, and executioner who, who decides what's right and what's wrong and this vigilante justice. I'm not cool with that. As you may all already know by now, we accessed Joseph Shada's TikTok account. Joseph Shada sent a voice note first saying that the TikTok video he made was to raise awareness and then after a while said it's a prank. Sounds like self-contradiction, doesn't it? I'm sorry, bro, but if this is the evidence you're going for, this is the weakest shit. In my messages with Joseph Shada, he was calling it an awareness campaign. It's a prank. Then we were using the term interchangeably. If your greatest proof and if you want to ruin the guy's life because sometimes he calls it a prank, sometimes he calls it an awareness campaign, you ain't got shit on him. No offense, Yanni. So again, I get the temptation and I get the videos that Joseph Shada released were incredibly suspicious. So I get why you would do this. But this is not evidence about anything. Then he shares, why would Joseph Shada say I'm doing this to raise awareness and then say, please matkhabir hadan. The please matkhabir hadan, you know, he wanted to keep it a surprise to do the reveal. Again, so this is this is very weak evidence, Sarahatan, no offense, bro. I'm really conflicted because obviously I take 
all of these accusations very seriously, whether it's accusations of sexual harassment, the P word, someone doing, you know, stuff to underage people, all of that. None of that is cool. We are not okay with any of that. And I don't want people to think that I'm trying to normalize this behavior by doing a documentary about Joseph, Joseph Shada. I just wanted to tell you what, after looking at all the evidence, after speaking to Joseph, he is not a P word. He's not a predator. He is just, again, he's just, in this case, a massive idiot. No offense. He's just completely misguided. He did this to get attention. He did this to get attention on TikTok. And yes, he went absolutely way too far. Even if it's a prank or an awareness campaign, it is still creepy. It is still weird. Yeah, if, if I was his PR representative and he like came and pitched this to me, I would be like, dude, what the fuck was that idea? Fucking forget about that and never do that. Like, don't even think about that. Now, in terms of the documentary, I've been very conflicted. Because I know now that half of the audience is just primed to think that he did something wrong. And no matter what I say on this podcast, and I don't want to, again, I'm not defending P words. I'm defending Joseph because I know that in this case, he just made a stupid fucking mistake and he, he's looking like a fucking idiot. He's not that kind of guy. And I would not still be interested in doing this documentary if I thought he actually were a predator or something like that. But it's, at this point, it doesn't even matter what I think. It's what the audience thinks. It's what the perception is. I think, and Newell, I want your opinion on this, but I think after speaking to some friends and stuff, I think I'm still going to go through with the documentary. I think right now, Joseph Shada is at his lowest point. This is obviously going to bleed into the story of the documentary now, because now we're meeting Joseph Shada really at the lowest point in his life. He's lost his TikTok. He's lost his fans. Everyone thinks he's this horrible person. He's getting abuse on social media nonstop. It could be interesting to jump into his life at this point in his life where he's at his complete lowest and um, i want to understand the guy what made him think that releasing videos like that was a good idea i want to just understand him because he's still such a mystery to me i'm sorry that i feel like this is now clouded by this awkward fucking controversy i look i already took the time off from work <laughs> what am i gonna say i already took the time off all right i've already done a lot of planning so it is unfortunate that joseph thought he had to do this to raise awareness about the documentary because it's still too early. By the time we're done editing it, people are going to forget about this. It is unfortunate that he thought he had to go this far to get attention on TikTok. And this is, this is what's wrong with TikTok and with social media. And we, this can open up a hundred other subjects about what the pressure that people feel to stay relevant online. I feel it too with this fucking podcast. I'm afraid to skip an episode because I'm worried you guys are going to forget all about me. But this is just my two cents. Noor, what, what do you think about this whole situation? Um, let me talk about the documentary a bit. Coming here tonight, uh, I told you about I don't think I know the documentary is a good idea anymore. Because uh, I don't feel like we we should be associated with uh, scandal with the Lebanese, Lebanese Twitter especially. They're ruthless, Mama Hul. But hearing you talk, I think doing it would be really beneficial to more than us. Well, this is still good for us and you know, doing a documentary. Like, it's going to be great. But because uh, maybe you can get some redemption because we know he didn't do it. Joseph, come on. You know better. You, you fucked up. Yeah, that's incredibly stupid. And look, man, I'm going to put out a call to the guy, um, Cult of Abaddon. Bro, give the guy his fucking TikTok back. All right. He's he's 
It's all he's got, man. Okay, you saw how far he was willing to go to get traction to his TikTok. He was willing to put out videos to make people think he was a P-word just to get attention on TikTok. And you taking that away from him, man, you've taken everything away from that guy. So give it back to him. I, I get why you did what you did, but I'm telling you, you got the wrong guy. At least in this case, if something comes out later, hey, I didn't know. I, don't, I got nothing to do with this shit, okay? I think we're still going to do the documentary. Whether or not it will come out um, remains to be seen. Do I feel great about it? No. Do I feel a little bit icky right now? I do because this is just such a fucking stupid, icky situation. But um, it is what it is. Who's ready for another racist Lebanese athlete? Uh, so if you guys remember a few weeks ago, we talked about Nour Kairouz, who is the Lebanese like ski champion. She represents Lebanon in a bunch of international competitions. And she went on this whole diatribe against, um, against refugees, Palestinian refugees, Syrian refugees, wanting them to go back home, etc. Well, we have another one of those. Uh, Anya Alaeddin. Uh, she is based in Moscow slash Beirut. She is an international and Lebanese champion in rhythmic gymnastics. She's a performer, aerialist, dancer, a stretching coach. Looks extremely talented. Okay, not only that, she's uh, kind of hot, yo. Look, she's, she's a beautiful lady. She looks beautiful. She looks talented. Okay, it's the kind of person that I would totally normally be into. Well, unfortunately, she's also a fucking racist. Because a few weeks ago, she had this story. Uh, on her Instagram stories. It says, I'm gonna be racist. We are mentally superior to the black N-words. Although she wrote N-words wrong, she wrote it with one G. So I'm gonna read that again. She said, I'm gonna be racist. That's, that's putting it mildly there, Anya. We are mentally superior to the black N-words. Goddamn. That is some racist fucking shit now. I, I don't know what just happened to her. She may have gone some through something that made her go like, you know what, I'm going to tweet this. There, there's nothing you could go through. There's no experience. Maybe she had like one bad experience with a black person on the street. I don't think that's enough to, you know, uh, call an entire race of people fucking N-words and idiots. It's just fucking unreal, man. Like... This is like intense hatred, like the N-word, like straight up the fucking N-word on her Instagram stories. No shame. Well, I think later she just deleted it once a few people like complained. But no apology, no nothing. So it's, I'm just fucking shocked at like how open. Yeah, and complaining about refugees is one thing. At least it was horrible and racist. But you know, she wasn't like calling them uh, like racial slurs or something. Like this is on a whole other level. What, what do you think, Noor? I'm just curious to know what the fuck happened with her. But then, what the fuck is wrong with, fe with Lebanese female athletes? Sure. And the hotter they are, the more racist they are. What is this? Come on, man. Such a waste of a beautiful, talented lady. Again, if someone thinks I'm sexist for saying this, I'm Don't cancel me, cancel her. Just a few days ago, Megaphone News. Uh, Great online publication. It's a great Instagram page, like independent media, independent news posted. This post, Netflix defends transphobic content. There's a picture of Dave Chappelle on there. Uh, and the commenters, Lebanese commenters, kind of went crazy. They did not like that Megaphone News, a Lebanese news publication, 
A, was commenting on such like an American story and that they were talking about Dave Chappelle. By the way, folks, Dave Chappelle is one of my all-time favorite stand-up comedians. I worship Dave Chappelle. I fucking love him. I grew up on The Chappelle Show. Love that guy. Um, but uh, that doesn't mean everything he does is perfect, you know? People you love can fuck up sometimes. So here's some of the like more intense comments that like Megaphone got. And for, for context, Dave spent a lot of his last special talking about transsexual people, whether or not he thinks that like women, trans women are women, etc. All that sort of shit. Some of the comments. So uh, Dave didn't attack anyone. It is comedy and his intentions are pro-BLM, pro-LGBTQ freedom. Uh, these movements are no longer about what their names imply. It is becoming all about censorship and control. Salim says, nope, this post ain't it. Stick with the informative stuff. Ramzi says, anyone who says the special The Closer has incendiary comments about trans people clearly didn't watch the damn special. Another comment, Joey Kaiser. You can't censor comedians. Dave Chappelle has attacked everyone from white to blacks, rich to poor, straight, gay. You name it. You either have a laugh or ignore it. And it got 231 likes. So in other words, everyone is kind of in agreement that basically leave Dave Chappelle alone. Uh, stop it with this cancel culture stuff. And, um, you know, and you probably didn't watch the show. Now that is true. A lot of people who did complain about the special didn't watch it in its entirety. And if you watch the thing in its entirety... There is a very positive message sort of at the end, and it is clear that Dave Chappelle was very close to his now deceased friend Daphne, who was trans. So I have no doubt that he has love for the trans community. But I'm going to be honest, I also find it weird that he's... Why is Dave Chappelle so focused on the trans community in his show? Like, it is honestly... As someone who's a fan of Dave Chappelle, I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Yes, he should be allowed to say what he wants. I'm not here to censor comedians, okay? But like, it just wasn't that funny. This was his shittiest Netflix special. Let me say that um, at this point, the fact that he's talking so much about transsexuals does make me think that he has like a personal vendetta against them, even though, yes, his story with Daphne was very sweet and heartwarming. But again, you know, how it's racist. If if like you're trying to not be racist, you know, a lot of people who try to appear not racist go like, yeah, but I have a black friend, so I can't be racist. This is kind of what Dave Chappelle is doing with the trans community. Well, I have a trans friend. That means I can't be transphobic. You can't use your one trans friend to prove that you're not transphobic. Just like people shouldn't use like, hey, I have a black friend to prove that they're not racist. Now, again, I'm not calling Dave transphobic. I don't believe he is. But he himself in the special called himself Team Turf, you know? So like, I don't know. And, and try, try to put yourself in the shoes of a trans person sitting in that audience. Okay, imagine I were sitting in that live audience while Dave Chappelle was doing a special. Um, I'm one of maybe five or something like Arabs, Lebanese, Lebanese Americans sitting in that audience. What if Dave Chappelle goes on a 25 to 30 minute routine about how Lebanese Americans aren't real Americans? We're, you know, they might think they're Americans because they have the passport and stuff, but they're not really Americans. And imagine he goes on for 25, 30 minutes while the entire audience around me is laughing their fucking asses off. It's going to be on Netflix for millions of people to see. Yeah, I'm going to feel a little bit uncomfortable and I'm going to feel like Dave Chappelle is picking on me. I'm not saying that he's punching down or anything. It just felt like, don't you have something better to talk about? And I'm kind of sick of comedians who spend their time complaining about uh, cancel culture, pronouns. Like all this shit has gotten so irksome to me. That I'm kind of sad that Dave Chappelle went down that road. Yes, you shouldn't censor comedy. Yes, Dave Chappelle is a master. That doesn't mean I have to fucking kiss his ass and say that everything he says is fucking gold. Hassan Abi, Hassan Piker, who I'm a big fan of, 
his tweet kind of said it best. He said, comedy policing is the dumbest thing. It's not activism. But man, Dave Chappelle is just a boomer now. It's very sad to see. And that is very accurate. Dave Chappelle just felt like a fucking boomer, man. He felt like a boomer just complaining. Oh, all these pronouns and, and these transsexuals and LGBTQ. I can't keep up with all these letters. Like, bro, you sound like such a boomer, man. Like, Dave, we expect better from you, man. You're the guy who gave us the fucking Chappelle show. You, he, Dave is such a smart comedian, too. Like, he's not a fucking idiot. This is just, like, low-level, lowest common denominator shit. And there were some great jokes in that special. It's not like the whole special was shit. And again... If you watch the whole thing, there is a positive message for trans people. I don't think he hates trans people, but I do find it just weird that he's talking about that. And yeah, I do think some of the jokes were not offensive, but like I get why people would get hurt. Do I think that Netflix should take it down? Absolutely not. Do I think Dave should be canceled? Absolutely not. Do I think he needs to go on like an apology tour? No, but if he wants to, like he's already said that he's open to meeting with Netflix employees who are upset that the special was released. Go talk to them. I just hope he's just stop talking about this shit, man. And he said in the special, he hopes that this is the last time he talks about it. But that's just my opinion. Let Megaphone News talk about it if they want. No, you're allowed to, you're allowed to criticize a stand-up comedian's jokes without you being accused of like wanting to cancel him. Like, you know what? I don't want to fucking censor Dave. Let him do whatever the fuck he wants. But I'm still allowed to say that it wasn't funny. And yeah, it was a little bit offensive. It's okay to be offensive. Besano Camino. Sometimes people here in Lebanon are like, they just want like, I love dark humor a lot, I love offensive humor. Okay, okay, there's offensive and dark humor, but you know, it, not like this. You know what I mean? This wasn't, this wasn't dark humor, this wasn't offensive humor. This was just a boomer complaining about trans because he just doesn't fucking understand what it is, man. That's what it felt like to me. Coming from a massive fan of Dave Chappelle, and I saw the whole fucking special. Don't tell me, watch the whole special. I fucking saw it. Okay? Noor, did you watch the special? I did not watch it, but uh, I have one thing. I think I know uh, most of the hate he's getting. Jayin and non-trans people, activists, العالم, ويلي عم بيخانقون هن non-activists, activists. So it's just like with trans people, I don't think they care that much. شو بيحكي عنهم Dave Chappelle on their uh, on his special. وكمان uh, one thing to add. Uh, Megaphone news, uh, especially since it was written uh, in like an objective way. Mahato just uh, a subjective, sorry, as the the news transphobic content defending oh no yeah so, yeah you're right yeah uh, megaphone did kind of paint it as like they they took the decision that it, it was transphobic by saying netflix defends transphobic content again i'm not saying it's transphobic i'm not saying davis is transphobic even though he said it as a joke in the special but some of the jokes were insensitive and again it's just like st stop talking about this man just find something else to, to talk about leave the trans people alone it's already hard enough to be fucking trans. You don't need the world's greatest stand-up comedian making a joke of it for 30 minutes. My bad. If it just didn't sit well with me. You know what I mean? It didn't sit right with me. And this was his least funny special. If you think it was hilarious, then hey, let me know in the comments. But Well, folks, thank you so much for joining me and Noor the Intern for this special 38th episode of Do Not Worry. Uh... Now, just a quick heads up for next week. En principe, if we go forward with the, if we move forward with the Joseph Shada documentary, that there will not be an episode of the podcast next week because I'm going to be shooting. Uh, the week after that, everything should be going back to normal. Thank you guys so much for watching the episode. As usual, 
Like the video, leave a comment. Your engagement is super helpful. Subscribe to the channel. Help me get to 5,000 subscribers, folks. I don't want to stick. I'm sick of being in 4,000 subscribers. I want 5,000. I want to see that 5K on the channel. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, thank you to some patrons, folks. Let's say, let's let's thank some special patrons like Rana, Wasim Hijazi, Spoiled Levantine, Joseph Sarkis, Gino Raide, Jad Venture who just did an awesome thing for his birthday. He did a fundraiser. He walked across from like Fareya to Beirut, something like that. Awesome job, my man. Uh, and Nicolas Malouf and superhero patrons like Jad, Termansi, Ziyad, Ashar, Rea, D, Rami Garib, Fadi Muerzin. Thank you guys so much. Seriously, all you patrons are making my interns' lives possible. Thank you, patrons. You're also unfortunately helping me fund the Joseph Shada documentary. We'll see about all of that. But anyways, really, thank you guys so much. If you would like to support this podcast, if you'd like to support this channel, if you'd like to support me and Noor the intern and Elijah the intern and the work we're doing here, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Check out the link in the description. Find a tier that's right for you. And uh, as always, if you if you want to join our Discord community, check out the link in the description. We've got a bunch of channels on there. We've got an active community. And before going, thanks again to Romina, to Jack Daniels for this lovely, lovely pr like part of the present for this massive goodie bag that we got. Seriously, thank you so much. Uh, very, very kind. We're very flattered. Uh, and as usual, folks, do not worry.